Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. Welcome to Second Wind. I love these days, and today is going to be a day of the big reveal. It's your reveal. So you are my guest, you might say. And I'm going to use myself as an example. And I hope this will be a really good look at how we complete one year and we start another year. So that's really what the big reveal is about. One of the first questions that I always like to ask myself is, and I really want you to take a piece of paper and mentally make these own notes or answers as you as we go through these questions. How would you evaluate 2018? How happy were you with the year? Now, when we say that, I know that we don't live in a bubble. And so the year that we had thought was going to happen may not have happened. It may have been um, taken off its wheels. In other words, it may have been misdirected by family problems, family illness, um, certainly your illnesses. There might have been a financial strain. Um or there could have just been a change, a change in your life, relationship change. Um, someone died in your family. Uh, you lost your favorite pet. All of these are things that will, when we started out 2018, it looked this way. But when it became the reality, and we're standing on December, in December, the last day of December, and we see it was quite different from what we had anticipated. But it's not a throwaway year at all. It's a year of reflection. It's a year of what really made me happy this year. What did I gain from this year in wisdom or financially? however you want to break it down. What would you repeat in your year? I, as an example, um, started out in college getting the teaching certificate. And I uh, 
am a teacher and planned, although I never actually taught a full year in a classroom, I did my student teaching in Fort Smith, Arkansas, where I graduated from the University of Arkansas um, in Fayetteville. And I studied there education. I was in business and speech and um, then graduated with a teaching certificate. Did my internship in teaching, which you must have for the certificate, and um, never actually began teaching in the classroom. I moved to Dallas, Texas from Arkansas, and there acquired a job with IBM in their teaching um, department of the office products division, which they don't even have the office products division anymore. It is long gone. But in that division, we taught um, dictation equipment. We taught and sold copiers. We taught and sold typewriters, the selective select typewriter was one of the biggest and the best innovations in the um, office world at that time. And so I lived in in Houston, Texas, um, where they had an opening for my position. Now, all of that being said, I am amazed at when I look at that, how I have always focused my life even with the transitions that I've gone through, the, um, the d- divorce that I experienced, the deaths of my parents, um, and the loss of my dear loved pets. All of this, I've maintained some things that I always come back to. I love teaching. And I love performing. And so are being on stage. Um, Even as a child, I played at the backyard. I created a a stage in my backyard and would get up there and perform and teach and, and always in front of people. So it is amazing that as we go back and look at 2018, How did we spend our year in the areas that we excel in? Those would be your moments that you would find need to be more of in your life. They need to be present in your life because they started out in your very young ages, almost as though part of your being And that's where you need to spend your time. So what would I repeat? I would repeat those moments where I teach. I would repeat those moments where I speak. I would repeat those moments such as the podcast. I love doing the podcast. I love interviewing my guests and sharing with my audience. There are always some things that as we look back, we would not repeat. (laughs) You know, those things that you kind of go, oh, I can't believe I did that. Or uh, 
something that really embarrassed us or didn't uh, feel right after it was done. Or we could say, oh, I wish I could redo that one. That was not a good choice. And I made some of those choices this year. But one of the amazing things that we have have created mainly from our, um, I think, our education. It's we kind of focus on what we did right, and we love those because we got acclaim from um, teachers, our parents. We were actually praised for what we did good, and I hope you came from a praising environment. There's so many of us that did not experience praise. It was not part of our family. I know particularly for me, my parents were not very um, equipped with the praising gym. <laughs> that part of their, their parenting wasn't strong. And I do, I am not alone. There are many, many, many of you out there that never received the praise that you were due for achieving excellence. What I love about parenting today, and I see it, I see it um, used in more families, and I'm so happy about this. I see the praise coming back in, the praise for doing well and the praise for not doing well. The, and praise for not doing well is more about encouraging your children to achieve, to reach outside their comfort zone, try things that are challenging. Unfortunately, I think in some situations, the parenting of today has overcompensated. We can't tell our children they can achieve in everything. We can't have a trophy for everybody that enters competition because that's not real life. We don't get trophies when we are last placed. We don't get praise when we are last placed. Unless we have that parent or that teacher that can take the time to sit down with that child and say, what did you like about this? What did you not like about it? And what do you think you could change to like it better? It's the very same thing that I would ask you as an adult. <laughs> what did you like about your life this year? What did you not like about your year? And what could you do to change the results of what you didn't like? So the big reveal for you right now is a lot about reflection. It's taking that time to sit down and look at your year. 
one of the neatest things I did starting off in 2019 was to take a week with a friend, a vacation week with a friend, to um, a beach, Playa del Carmen, which is in Mexico. It's on the Mayan Riviera. And it's a totally different part of Mexico that I've ever seen. It's um, not where we're having so many difficulties on the border. Uh, it's kind of in the toe of the boot on the other side of the Gulf. Um, it is Mexico. It has the flavor of Mexico. It has the charm of Mexico. I love Mexico. And I love their people. They're such great, gracious, polite, kind people that it's wonderful to interact with them. So I was totally out of my element. And I mean out of my element. I am not a beach person. <laughs> and my friend is. But I did go on the beach, and of course, as I normally do on the beach, I get my sunburn immediately, and it's and it's usually very red and very and it hurts a lot. Uh, so I spend the next of my time in the shade, <laughs> and that's while I'm recovering. My skin is coming back to life again. But anyway, it was that experience of totally taking me out of my life here in Tyler, Texas, that I could sort of wash and reframe. I didn't even think about business, to tell you the truth. I didn't reflect. I didn't do anything except try to stay in the moment. Um, have another margarita, have lots of guacamole, and just enjoy being in the ocean breeze. Now, what that has enabled me to do, and I really recommend that type of retreat for you, could be a couple days at a friend's house, could be a couple days away at a city that you visit. Um, there are any number of ways to escape, escape your present life, kind of use the on hold button so that you can reevaluate when you come back to your life, what, how you played 2018. Now for this, my tool that I use is the 2018 calendar. I keep a calendar. It's a wall calendar and it's a handwritten calendar. Some use electronic calendars, which is all good. But I'm of the generation where I like a hard copy. So for me, um, looking at the year, I can see the major things that happened, the things that I looked forward to. Um, every month is full of an achievement, um, a new event, a workshop, um, a launch in my business, um, it's a, or a trip, uh, one of my key areas in my life and always is on my agenda for the year is my travel, which is an important part of my life. 
I enjoy that. It's personal pleasure. But we have weddings, we have webinars that I did, and workshops in all different parts of the United States, for sure. So I'd like for you to take your calendar. Or if you don't have a calendar, then I'd like for you to go back and as best you can, figure out what you liked best in 2018. What were your highlights? List your highlights that you liked and what you liked about each highlight. Was it the learning? Was it meeting new people? Was it interaction? Was it just taking time to breathe, to change your environment? What was it? A big wedding, family wedding, a reunion. What was it that you cherished about 2018? One of those things that we always experience is those that we wouldn't challenge, that we wouldn't repeat. But I like to not use, I like to reframe those as lessons learned. Because out of every experience that doesn't go the way we want, or we might call it a lose, I never think it's a lose. It's a, it's an opportunity to pick up far more growth than when we have all of our wins. So I look at opportunities of growth. What were those opportunities of growth? Growth. Perhaps a bad decision investing in, in something or spending money on something that you would not repeat because you learned a lesson from doing it. Changing houses, moving, changing careers. All of those you've learned from, and they're valuable, valuable input into next year. Now, when I look at my year, I look for me, and I teach this in my workshop, the five, let's see, six different areas in your life. Oh, eight. Eight different areas in your life that you will want to pay attention to because they are the composite of those are your life. Health and fitness, of course, is number one. Without good health, you don't have much life. You're dealing with issues. Now, sometimes you can't, you can't regulate your health. For instance, I experienced cancer two years ago, breast cancer. And it was kind of like I had to stop. I had to take care of it. And so, but I'm doing great this year. But it is a process to help you return to health. So there, in the way that you want to do this, so you don't experience major illnesses like that, is of course put into them, put into your life fitness and diet and all of those supportive activities that add to your health, maintain your health. So I always put that on. Honestly, I haven't always been good at it. <laughs> I have a few, um, I'd rather sit than walk. But due to my illness, 
and the amount of stress that I carry, I feel that that is definitely one that will be on my goals for 2019, some form of exercise. Spiritual for me is another area. We must feed ourselves internally and spiritually. Whatever your faith is, I hope that it is part of your decision-making, your inspiration-making, your soulfulness to keep you balanced and keep you moving forward. Sometimes it's this spiritualness that's inside of us that gives us the strength to go on and maintain a positive level of growth in our lives. Our spirit, our faith can give us can give us the courage to open those doors that we've knocked on without even realizing we were knocking, it was coming. <laughs> the third area is your personal growth. Now, for me, personal growth involves um, workshops, learning, personal growth is the business as well for me because it's those internal challenges that you must meet. Fear, doubt, that we all seem to uh, face at some time in our life. Some years are more uh, filled with those fears and doubts when we're really, really pushing the envelope and wanting to grow. The next is financial. Well, we're all confronted with financial growth. What are we going to add to? What are we going to change this year? Are we going to get rid of credit cards? You're going to stop that endless cycle of credit cards? What does that mean to be debt-free? How does that feel to be debt-free? What can I cut out to be debt-free? What can I change to be debt-free? And what can I do to get me out of debt. So those are certainly, that's an area you need. Professional growth and career, I've already mentioned too, early. And then relationships. Our relationships, our life is a one big relationship. Um, we have relationship with our family, which is very important. How will we feed and grow our family? For me, there was a time that after the divorce, I was distant from my children. I had moved away. I, I had grown in different areas. Um, and our relationship really suffered. And so I was very happy when in the last two, three, four years, our relationship has changed. And, and through my illness, that played a part in bringing them back and calling on them for their support during that time. All of that was part of rehealing that relationship. But there are also many families that just struggle with family members. How do you interact with your family members? Is it important to have family members? I personally say yes, but there's some I know that distance themselves from their families. How do you feel? What will your decision be about that? Make it intentional. 
And then if it's a, a family of challenges, then you must create uh, limits or borders around yourself to protect yourself. What does that relationship look like? What do you want it to look like? It can be everything you want or it can be nothing at all. It's you that makes that decision. The next are relationships with friends. They're different. They they bring no responsibility other than, I think if the family is kind of having the, uh, a birth family, it kind of has that unit of, of community that, that we were born into. But the friends are friends of choice. Many times we get friends in our youth that we, uh, because our youth is such a growing time, such an exploration time. I, I know at the class reunion that we had, I went back to see my old boyfriend and it was quite interesting. Um, that's when a lot of relationships are rekindled. Uh, if you've gone through divorce, um, I don't think this relationship is going to be rekindled, but it was certainly interesting to see how the years had had um, changed us and, and changed our relationship over the years. Um, indeed, he was my first love. <laughs> so we all have those. It's interesting to go back to uh, class reunions to just interact with some of both the, some of those dear, dear friends. But just because they were a dear friend in your youth does not necessarily mean they are your dear friend in your adult life. Recognizing and allowing those friendships to change, to maybe be released, or uh, friendships change and grow as we grow. And so they don't always maintain the same importance that they once did. All of this has been about looking at 2018 because there's a lot to glean from reviewing that year. Next half of the hour, I want to talk about how you're preparing for 2019. But the thing that I want you to not walk away from this, I want you to walk away with this, is celebrate all of the positives that you had in 2018. All of the positives that you won. You didn't lose a thing. You won. You won in celebrating the big wins, and you won even when you learned lessons. You take those with you going forward, and they will be what you will use in creating your 2019 year. So we're going to take a short break here, but when you come back, and I hope you will, we're going to, I'm going to give you some great tools about how to plan a wonderful year in 2019. So, Take a quick break, get a cup of coffee, come back and get ready for our exciting new 2019.
transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. I love talking about 2018. I loved seeing that there was actually growth there, that it was a great year. Maybe not as many wins or maybe a lot of wins, but there was still winning even when we would redo some things, even when we experienced something that was painful. There was always a lesson there. What could I do better? How did I interact? What could I create? What could I get out of this? Maybe I do bankruptcy. Bankruptcy. What did I learn from bankruptcy? All of these are growing steps. They're never a a loss. Okay? That's the mind shift that you want to be living with. And if you're not, you can talk to me. We're going to work on that. Go to Joyce Buford Empowers, and let's start changing that, shifting that mind. (laughs) You know, (coughs) for us to do 2019 and have it even greater than 2018, we need to start with being very clear. Now, clarity requires that we sit and that we think about who we are, what we want out of life, and where we're going. But it also needs, first off, to identify who we are. What makes us so great? How can I stay, spend more time doing what I am great in? If I know I love to teach, why not spend more time teaching? If I know I love music, why not spend more time connecting in those areas where I do music? 
where I listen to music, where I support music, where I'm involved in music. So those are the things that I would like for you to be very clear for yourself. And I have a tool to help you do that. Now, this tool is called the Awesomeness Inventory. And it is something that actually I first experienced this tool when I was working with Jack Canfield. It is part of his regiment in his program that we spend, we make a list, and you can do this very easily with a piece of paper. I like to use lined paper because I, I write uphill or downhill. So I use a lined notebook. I keep all my things in notebooks, spiral ring notebooks. And I use those to help with different subjects. I have one named financial. I have one named programs. And I work with so many different coaches that I also have one for each coach. So that all of the nodes for that particular coach, the insides, are in one spiral notebook. And that way it's easier for me to find it. So anyway, get you some notebook paper or lined paper. And what we're going to do is I want you to number. Now, Jack had us do 100. I'm going to let you do 50, which 100 was really difficult. But we're going to make a list of the things that we are most proud of. And we're going to start this list back as far back as you can remember. If you're a a four-year-old and you can remember experiencing something you really loved and gave you pleasure that you really like to do, then I want you to go back and list that as one of those things that you are so proud that you did. Now, (laughs) proud does not, being proud of something that you do does not necessarily mean that you won a trophy or that you uh, got a pay raise. It just means that you took some pleasure and you could have been doing that for hours. I like to say it, I like to kind of label that where you can get lost doing it. When I was a little girl, I remember playing. We lived out in the country. I was in Arkansas. And we lived in a pine forest. My dad worked for a gas company. And this was an an area where it had about, I think, 24 houses in a fenced-in area. And there was a big engine area, which no one could go up there except employees. And so... What I would do living out in the country like that is that I could go out. Now, this whole area where the houses were was uh, surrounded with a chain link fence. And we had a big cart. We had a gate. um, And it was more for safety, not to keep us in, but to keep things out. So we had total freedom. And so I would go out where the pine needles were. And I would create houses, (laughs) 
I would, I would make the walls out of pine needles. I would sweep all the pine needles together and make walls. And I would have a living room and a kitchen and a bedroom, all the necessary rooms. I could spend hours doing that. And of course, back then, in my earlier days, families didn't worry about safety or uh as we do today, safety of our children. Um, we were far more protective today than we were back in those days. And I kind of miss them. You know, I could get on my bicycle with a friend and we would ride for miles. And um, mother never worried. It was a day we probably will never see again. But it, it was a very... Um, secure, safe, uh, growing environment for me to feel that freedom that probably enables me because I felt the security of that to travel today, to love to travel and to, and to explore. But anyway, I want you to list those things starting from a very young age and leading up to today. So we have 50 really shouldn't be that difficult. But what happens over the years is that those things that give us pleasure are a little distance from us. They're, um, they're memories that we've maybe lost touch with, even though they're valuable to us. Now, some of them you readily pick out. I can remember playing a piano recital. Uh, I was one of the uh, pianists that uh, performed a solo. And um, I think I must have been an eight, ten years old. And it was just being so proud that I could get up there and play this piece of music without any music. And after I got up from the piano, walked to the edge of this little bitty school. It was at a school where where this concert was, or we, we called them recitals. And, um, you know, it was just made up of family members from everybody that had to play that day. But for me, it was a wonderful accomplishment. Now, it doesn't, didn't mean I went on to be a concert pianist. But it did mean that I excelled. I, I did, I played the piece well. I played it from memory. And after I got up, I walked to the edge of the stage, I bowed, and I received applause. I remember that to this day as being a highlight of my younger days. So I would encourage you to, in this list of 50, and you need to make, you need to number those lines through 50 so that you can measure to see how well you go back and remember those things that gave you such pleasure. Pleasure is good. Pleasure is what we live for. It, pleasure is kind of like effortless happiness. You know, I talk about that in my book, Effortless Happiness. And some people say, what do you mean effortless happiness? All happiness is 
must make effort. I disagree. I think some effortless things exist in our life because of who we are. They're things that resonate with us, that give us power, give us courage, give us wisdom, that help us move forward and grow. So make your list. The next thing I want you to do, and you'll be surprised as you get into this, you might want to do this after you program yourself one night to think about, now this would be what I would do. Before you go to sleep, I would just simply ask your brain, ask your subconscious mind, how could I remember, help me remember all those things I love to do. Let your mind work on it all night for you. And then it will. And so in the morning when you're fresh and you can think about this and you're at quiet time, start making this list. Start walking through those age groups. You know, first grade I was with Miss Cobb. Second grade, I don't remember his name. But I do remember the fourth grade teacher. Fourth grade teacher... I believe, set me up for some of the fear and doubt around being on the stage. I used to get up and sing solos. This was a little country school. We could get up and sing solos or whatever we wanted to do for a show and tell. I got up and forgot my words. Miss Murphy was her name. Miss Murphy scolded me and and was uh, not a very nice teacher, actually. In that moment, it was a great opmo- it was a great opportunity for growth. But who knows what went on with Miss Murphy that morning? But um, she wasn't the Miss Murphy that I'd known before. And so she scolded me and embarrassed me, and I sat down in shame. And uh, from that experience, I carry some of that memory. And that's one of the things that we have to overcome as adults because there was a mind shift made that day for me and I must shift it back to positive to actually spend my life doing what I love to do. Getting on stages, speaking, sharing, teaching. So take this, take this tool. Remember those things that were pleasurable. And remember those things that maybe set you up for some mind shift work as an adult this year. Now, I bet that when you do this this list, you'll be so surprised at all of the things that you really love to do. And that you're very accomplished with your life. Look what you can do. Look what you've done. Look at all those possibilities of growth and an awesome life or year. Because we're really only working on 2019, which will become part of our story, not our whole story. One of the things you will walk away with from this list is that you're going to definitely find out what your strengths are. Just like I found out through my backyard presentations, through my love of just getting up and getting lost in time, 
my my love for teaching and speaking. So you'll walk away with a a common sense of strengths. What are your strengths? What these are the things that you need to spend your life doing because they give you pleasure. If you did not get pleasure from these, we wouldn't call them strengths because your strengths are areas that you can achieve without, with minimal effort. It's effortless happiness is what we're working toward. That's what your life should be, effortless happiness. Now, I know on the break that in the commercial we talk about Effortless Happiness, my book. And in Effortless Happiness, we actually find your five core values. Well, somebody says, what is a core value? Those are those things. They're actually gifts that you came here with many times. They're those values that give you pleasure, that make your life effortless. Staying in those areas. Some of them are activities. Some of them are beliefs. Some of them are um, qualities. For instance, a quality of mine is that I really don't like, I like to be with people who are respectful and honest with other people. I like people who are real. I don't like pretenders or that people that change their appearance with every person they're with. So honesty, honesty of personality, honesty and openness, being real is an important core of mine. And if I'm not living in that core, with that core in presence of mind, I will be very unhappy. I will be miserable. I will be so uncomfortable. I cannot wait to leave the situation, change the situation. So another step outside of doing this step, which we will find out those things that really delight you, give you pleasure, give you pride and joy. Then we're also going to discover your strengths. What are your strengths? Working and living with your strengths are where you can live effortlessly with happiness. What is the thing that you'll be seeing as you see your strengths? And I hope you're really surprised with the list that you've created your inventory of who you are. Step number two would be definitely to work within your core values, always realizing the importance of your core values. In my workshop that I do with core values, I explain where the beliefs um, are acquired that you now run with, that you now live with. I think many of them Not only you acquire them, but they're also part of your personality when you came here as a baby. Some of those beliefs will be altered by your environment, 
by your parents, by your teacher, just as my experience with Mrs. Murphy in grade four altered my belief in my ability to perform without question, without judgment. That was experienced that day. And as a result of that experience, I have, I have spent hours changing some of those fears into positives, understanding where they came from, understanding why they're here. Now, I do want to say and be very clear about this. Miss Murphy did not mean to hurt me, nor did she intend to create anything new in me that was not there. I have no idea what was going on in Miss Murphy's mind that day. Had she had an argument with somebody? Was she worried about something? We have no way of knowing the history of someone that has influenced our life. Certainly when we talk about core values and those people that, that change our life, evolve our life, create our life, help us create our life, have no intention of being cruel or mental are mentally challenging for us, mental, some of them are mental, but it's all about wanting to create a positive experience for somebody. Nobody wants to deliberately do that. There are mean people in the world that would be cruel, abusive, and I, I totally understand not everybody grows up in a healthy environment. There, there's so much, um, cruelty that goes on out there. Now, once you've done this, once you've got totally clear of who you are and what you want out of this year, then I encourage you to get that calendar out. Go buy you a calendar. And there's so many different versions. Find the one that works well with you. The one that has a whole month at a time. I get one that's uh, all to all uh, 12 of those months in a small desktop calendar that I can just lay out and see my entire year. Yes, one of the first things I always put on there is my travel. Whether it's to another city for pleasure or it's to another city for learning. Gross seminars. Growth seminars are very important to me because they affect not only my personal pleasure in my life, but also they affect my business. Without the coaching and the teaching that I get from those workshops, I would not be an effective speaker uh, nor teacher. And so that's very important to me that I have those on there. Also, the next thing I do is I put on the music. Music is also very important to me. So the next thing I put on those on my calendar is, of course, the pro, the the practices and that are involved in performances. We do some. Um, um, I'm going to call it performances. It is a church choir with special performances and. We also do take a trip as a choir 
So all of this is growth. Um, and then I like to, after that, I work in when I will do my programs so that they fit into my, my schedule. I don't have, I have maybe two trips a year for pleasure. And then I, depending upon some years, it varies where I have three or four experiences learning, um, workshops, uh, but I always have my weekly or biweekly coaching with my coaches. So what will your 2019 look like? What will it be made up? I hope you will start with those things that you excel in, those things that give you pleasure. So put your travel or your vacations on first then put your business on there. For me this year, I'm going to increase um, work on physical. So I have not only weight loss, but also exercise to be put on my calendar. Um, because that is an important area that actually showed itself on my trip to Mexico this year. In that I really had some difficulty in maneuvering some of the <laughs> exercises that we decided to do, some of the fun things that we decided to do were a little more challenging for me. So I will be uh, working on that this year. Seems like a lot of us are always working on the weight issue and the health issue, if it's not already a part of your regular life. So, these are some of the skills, some of the papers that I do in helping plan 2019. Once I get my year planned out with everything that I have from my pleasure to my business to my personal, also my financial will be in there as well. When will I do my workshops? How will I sell my programs? Who will I have on my podcast? All of this is information that must go on my 2019 calendar. No, it doesn't mean it will not change because life is never as we planned it. I had a workshop planned and I had a life uh, family issue come up. So, of course, that has to change. So what was going to happen is not happening now. So it's very important that you look at this calendar. You get it done in January. You need to have this put together so that you'll know what to expect in your year. Um, it's very important that this year be the best year ever. At least you start with that intention. You start with the intention that I will achieve more, I will be more, I will love more, I will excel more, I will do more of what gives me effortless happiness. It doesn't just happen <laughs> just by accident. It actually is managed. 
And so you set your intention for the year. What do I intend this year to be? And then you keep making corrections through the year. When the last minute family happened, I needed to make a correction. But it didn't change my year. It was just another thing that made the 2019 story better. Now, if you are wondering, or I was not as clear as, as you would have liked, I would ask that you go to my website and you let me know that. I want more communication out there. I love to talk to you. You don't have to be asking for anything. Just tell me what you want, what you like, and what you don't want. And we'll make this year my podcast even more enriching than in the past. Well, this is my first attempt at teaching this year. Love to know how you liked it. A big thumbs up, big thumbs down. But anyway, thank you for being here today. We are intending for 2019 to be the most awesome year you've lived. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at 